Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Hey, if you don't know who we are or what we do, we just told you our names. What more do you need? I don't know. I, I feel you like that should cover all anything the about us. basics, pretty much. But if you need anything more than that, I'm not just Bubba. Um, my title and position here at Love Thy Nerd is that I'm CEO and founder and president and uh, all around El Jefe. And oh, so the title gets longer. This is the equivalent to when you were saying, I've been, you know, in ministry for this many years. And it just like it felt like it grew, but not as have, gradually as time went on, it like grew faster than but time. I, but I have, I have been in ministry for this many years. Exactly <laughs> this many years. This is the furthest in ministry I've ever been. This is the long, yeah, okay. I mean, no. No? I'm no, That's like being like, I am the oldest that I have ever been right now. Debatable. No. No? No. If you think of time as linear, then... Yeah, you're you're definitely the oldest. But I've seen enough Marvel movies to know oh, that stop. it's just not. Stop. And no. We've got Quantum Manium coming up. No, I don't even know what that is. I'm Quantum I'm Anna. I don't like time travel-y stuff. Well. I don't like it. I haven't talked about that in a while. But you're bringing it up right now. Do you want to talk about it? No. Okay. Well, I'm just only to say pass. That you've changed. No. no. Okay. Well, I thought maybe. No. Nope. Um, what else? I, um, I am your wife, and and I'm just mm. here for a little chatty chat here. You're just here for a little chatty chat. Yeah. I'm tired. If it sounds like I'm slurring my words, it is just, I'm so tired right now. Yeah. It's, um, you, you've had, you've had a little bit of a, of a time over the last couple of days. Oh, well, I mean, I have, I did get up pretty early this morning and then we're up kind of late right now. And, um, it's just like a lot of mental load right now. And so I, but you're leaving out the best part exploding. What? That's the best part. We just got done fishing out mosquito larvae (gasps) from our, uh, our, our son's fish tank. Yeah. Which that fish about to, has got I'm one just, fin in the grave. It's, <laughs> one fin in the toilet. It's basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One fin in the toilet. One Ew. fin in the toilet. It's basically dead. Like he's to the point where he kind of is floating around at weird angles in there. And then um, I. He's belly up. Pretty much. But he can get unbelly up if he's just gets enough uh, yeah. like. I guess adrenaline or something when he's scared enough. He's and missing so, the, is it the dorsal fin? What's the one on top? I, I fish anatomy. I'm weak in fish anatomy. I know the term dorsal fin. I don't know what it means. I think that's what sharks have. Uh, the, yeah. Or anyway, PJ would love that. He came and knocked on the door and was like, 
And I'm like, they're supposed to be in bed a long time ago. I'm I heard like, you yelling at a kid when And he's like, it's really important. There's worms swimming around in Thriller's tank. Thriller's the name of the fish. Yes. And I was like, it's probably just mosquitoes. There are mosquitoes everywhere down here. Mm-hmm. And I look in there and sure enough, and he's convinced they're going to like kill him. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure mosquito larvae live in fish water all the time. Also, it's not going to make him like more dead than he's about to be in a couple days. What a weird way to look at that. So anyway, that's not actually what we want to talk about for banter. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a hard like turn for you every yeah. day. We're we're trying to soften a lot of blows. We're, we're, we got a, we got a topic today that we're talking about. We do. Okay. We do have on our little table here a little, a box. Mm. It's a dice throne, like Christmas edition thing. We do. If you're watching us on YouTube, and you can see. that's really exciting. We're going to talk a little bit about Christmas right now. <gasps> One time. Okay. When a we long, were long time ago, newly married, <clears throat> I want to far, say. Far we had been married probably two and a half, three years. Yeah, that feels right. Um, We were going to go home. Home being Clovis, New Mexico mm. for Christmas. And just smell because the green chilies. when you are the young married couple who doesn't have kids, like you do the traveling. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, So it was like an eight hour drive. To go from where we were in Central Texas up to Clovis, New Mexico for Christmas. And we show up and your mother, who was going to host the Christmas celebration, was having a hard time. Mm -hmm. As she was wont to do. Which there were some reasons why that might have been justified. But we were sort of shocked when she was like... Christmas is canceled. She canceled Christmas, everybody. She canceled Christmas. There will be no Christmas celebration. Christmas is canceled. I love love my mother, okay? My dearly departed mother. She's no longer with us. Um, But I I loved her. She was going through some stuff. Yeah. Like legit, legit something. And my sister lived down the street from her. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were coming in from we traveled to eight hours. Central Texas, and my brother and his family also traveled in from four-ish yeah, hours f- away. Four-plus hours, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and we were all going to do Christmas, and this was kind of a big thing. We hadn't done like that before. Yeah. And we literally showed up, and Christmas <laughs> was canceled. And I kind of looked around, and I was like, can she do that? Can mom cancel Christmas? Yeah. Nobody had the answer. Nobody knew. No. This wasn't something that we had. It's it, this was this had never been a thing before in our mm-hmm. family. Christmas was always the bee's knees. It was. And that's what I had heard. And so I was like, did not know what to do at all because it was like the only Christmas that I had experienced with your family. I kid you not. Christmas gifts were waist deep. Throughout the entire room. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. Prior to that point, that was the only Christmas I had experienced with you. Well, that was my sister. She's a monster. <laughs> and so then it was like Christmas is canceled. And I was like, I am having whiplash so hard right now. I, 
Big time. I don't know how to process this. I hadn't even really thought about it until now, but like as much of a whiplash as it might have been for us, mm -hmm. my sister's kids who were Christmas aged. Yeah. Okay, like, what was that like for them? I might not ask them. Maybe it's why they are the way that they are. The oldest one might have been five or six, maybe. Hmm. Five? I might have to ask them about that. But yeah, uh, she straight up canceled Christmas. They probably don't remember it. And so we kind of hung around and we're like, maybe mom's going to, do we go, do we just kind of like pop on by and see what's. I don't even remember what we did. We stayed at uh, my sister's house. Yeah. I just remember talking. We just hung out. <laughs> yeah. I don't have vivid memories of Christmas morning or anything. I know that you and I slept on um, my niece's bed and it was a twin. I, I have that. blocked that out. Of, I don't remember it at and all. I need space. And that was a twin size oh, bed. Maybe I remember. Oh, it a I little have bit. vivid memories of you, that. the things you remember and don't remember. How do you remember that? But not remember like our wedding anniversary sometimes. Mm, I'm so not convinced Or like what one. year we were married. In. It doesn't matter. Right. What year were we married in? We were married in 2008. <laughs> Are I got you there. sure? Yes, because you're not correcting me. Because you didn't go, you didn't say, uh, how do you not know? You would say that if I was wrong. So I'm right. You took a really long time to say that. I had to do the math. Okay. I rolled it back. I rolled it back. <laughs> From when Caleb was born. That's what I did. Well. But anyway, yeah. moral of the story, my mom canceled Christmas. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, You're going to learn why that is pertinent to this episode. Yep. Today we Soon. are talking all about cancel culture. Canceling stuff. Mm, yep. This was kind of a shower thought that I had just the other day. And um, I mentioned it offhand to Anna and, and I was like, that might be be an episode she goes oh it's absolutely an episode yeah and so here we are so hey we are going to take a short break please don't go anywhere because when we come back we're going to be talking all about canceling and cancel culture right here on the church nerds podcast welcome to the lightning round brought to you by moviga I'm Lee, with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos, and let's catch up on this week's news. Quentin Tarantino says he'll never direct an MCU or DC movie with, quote, you have to be hired hand to do those things. I'm not a hired hand. I'm not looking for a job. It's a pretty bold statement. At least he's loyal to his art. You do you, Quentin. Lionsgate wants to make a AAA John Wick video game. You know, I'm cool with this. As long as none of us have to live through the canine death and such, I think I can get on board. Our generation needs a modern first-person shooter, just like Goldeneye. Most of these shooters nowadays' protagonists are a little too enhanced or OP in my opinion. But whoever comes, whoever it is, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. In the game, I mean. HBO cancels Westworld. Interesting move by the studio, but they made it to 36 episodes and 54 Emmy nominations. Maybe fans can mail a cowboy robot or something to HBO to try and save the series for a fifth season. I don't know, I've never actually watched the show. 
Some interesting news from Warner Bros. is they are deciding to focus more on franchises, such as Harry Potter, House of the Dragon, Superman, and Lord of the Rings, which they still have the rights to make movies to, by the way. I'm all for elaborating on worlds and expanding universes, but some of these stories have been pretty well told as it is. So here's hoping we get new and original stories in these existing franchises. Just no Lord of the Rings remakes, please. I do not need a Tolkien multiverse. Some really interesting info from House of Dragon director, as he said the massive dragon chase scene was apparently inspired by How to Train Your Dragon. In quote, Greg said I watched the first How to Train Your Dragon movie, because cinematically that was going to be great. You know, I love this. Game recognizes game. Speaking of games, God of War Ragnarok gets a 10 out of 10 review from IGN. It's everything a sequel should be, quote, respectful of its legendary lineage, but not afraid to take it to exciting new places. I don't know about you, but I am really looking forward to getting my hands on this one. What do you think? Modern Warfare 2 has the biggest opening weekend in franchise history. Now, I definitely don't play much COD, though I did really get into Black Ops back in the day. I'm really happy to just see launches going well for games these days. But can we just talk about that user interface? Why ruin a good thing? Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Movica podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Lee, and thanks for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds once again. My name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And if you found us anywhere other than on our radio station at ltnonair.com or on the Live 365 app by searching for LTN Radio, then go find us there. Okay. Ta-da, we did it. Hey, also, <laughs> do us a favor. Go to lovethynerd.com slash community and find out ways that you can experience the love, enjoy, and relationships that we build inside of Love Thy Nerd outside of this podcast, our live streams, and stuff like that. And for me, it's Discord. Bubba likes Discord. I struggle. I struggle with Discord. Um, I'm lame, and I use the Facebook community. You got an old soul. I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different platforms that I'm realizing that I really struggle to navigate. Discord, I knew... Um, recently I've been using bands a lot for stuff and I'm riding the struggle bus really yeah. hard and I keep missing announcements. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm helping direct a play and I'll, I'm just like a lowly co-director. Lowly. Like, oh my gosh, probably the You're lowest so low. tier of the co-directors. Ugh. So, um, but I keep t- talking to the main director and being like, I think we need to make an announcement about such and such. And she's like, I did make an mm. announcement about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will reannounce it if you think it's going to be a problem. And I'm like, shoot, mm, yeah. I didn't see the announcement. And then I like search through. I don't you know. Need a, I just don't like see the things. You need a Hogwarts owl. It's That's really hard to go through the threads. And I'm, I don't know. I'm not good at it anyway. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Get it out of here. (laughs) Cancel Discord. But if you don't want to cancel it and you want to be a part of some of the cool stuff that we're doing, just like I said, lovethynerd.com slash community. 
and head on over to our Discord. We do also have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tickety Talk, all those things. But I think that the true community happens in Discord. That's what I think. And also in, in person, in real life stuff. But we don't have that on the internet. So you, gotta, you don't have real life stuff on the internet? Uh, it's different. It really <laughs> is. It just hits different, as the kids say. Uh, okay. So, <clears throat> hey, uh, anyway, speaking of kids, we're going to talk a little bit about cancel culture. Um, and that was not a, and just, that, that's, that's that's not a segue. good segue. Good the try. Segue that's a good try. It was a great try. Yeah. That's my uh, favorite segue. Well, I thought we could talk a little bit about some other cancellations. Okay. Uh, some TV shows that have been canceled. Ooh. Cause before cancel culture, there was canceled TV shows. Yeah. I think that when we were actually starting to talk about this and build this episode, I had mentioned not just TV shows, but also movies, also movies. and stuff like that. And so we're going to kind of get into this just in a little bit. We don't have a whole lot of time. We actually did several episodes last night that we didn't record <laughs> the, because we were content. just getting our words out about these things. <laughs> it's true. I We cut a bunch of stuff because we were like, we're never going to be able to say all of those things. Okay. Here are mm. some TV shows. I think these are only TV shows that we have here. Right here, yes. yes, yes, yes. That were canceled. That we feel like that was a bad call. Terrible. Those things should not have been canceled. Bad idea. Or maybe if we don't think it, it seems like the internet largely agrees. Yeah. Because there is one that we haven't watched. But every single list that I pulled up mentioned this particular show. And I was like, I guess I need to watch that show. I don't Mm. think I'll be watching it. But you are welcome to. Why, you must know more about it than I do. I just don't want to. There's nothing about it that makes me want to watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. First, on our list. Our, this, is, this is very personal. Yeah, because <clears throat> I feel like I never hear people talking about this show, and I don't know why. Yeah. It was on for one season. One season, and it has the, like people that you've seen in other things in it. Yeah, I don't know that guy's name. I should look <clears throat> it up. Mr. What's-His-Face. Awake. It was so good. And it was about this guy who experiences a terrible car crash. Yep. This is not really a spoiler because this is in the very first episode. Suddenly he's in this, like his son has died. It was him and his wife and his son in a car crash. And his, his son died and didn't make it. Yeah. And he's like grieving with his wife and then he falls asleep and is like instantly into another reality where his wife died and his son made it and he can never have them both together. He just goes from one reality to the other. So he never really, he's always awake. He's always awake. He never and he gets like sleep. tries to keep little <clears throat> rubber bands on his arms to figure out where he is. And then like, can he get them back together? It's a fantastic show that has so no resolution. And it has, I don't know what this guy's name is. The thing that I know him from is in The Patriot. He was that <laughs> horrible bad guy who burned the church yeah. with all the people in it. He looks like he looks Terrible. like a, a James Bond villain. 
He plays an amazing bad guy. I think he was in Captain. I think he was Captain Hook in uh, something as well. Like uh, one of the weird Peter Pan. Was he? Pan? Was he in Pan? I can't remember. Anyway. It's not important. You guys can IMDb later. I thought I thought I would never be able to like him because he was such a bad guy. I felt that way about Benedict Cumberbatch also because I saw him as Khan first. Did you? I mean, you know how like acting works though, right? <sighs> but sometimes they're so good that I'm like, <laughs> I mean, there's no way that you could be that terrible and gross unless you are actually like no, they typecast you they had to typecast you <clears throat> no, that guy that guy from prison break who is disgusting oh yeah <laughs> don't do it don't <laughs> i did it i did it anyway <sighs> teabag yeah Ooh, um, i hate him okay he even had a redemptive arc it doesn't matter no but, like here's the thing that's how that, that legitimately is acting that's how it works i know okay so anyway that guy is the main actor in this and he was so so he good. Was so good. It was a good show. And then I kind of want to go back and watch it again. And I, it got canceled. And like they knew it was going to be canceled before the season was like done being filmed, I guess. Yeah. And so they did this really hasty tie up in the end. And we were like, flip the table. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? We were like, I know they're not going to do this because it's like the most obvious thing that you could it. possibly do. And they did it. And, and we were it. like, Ah, it's because they were wronged and they didn't renew the season. And, oh, it was frustrating. And then you look at all the shows that are still on. Ah, Yeah. Yes. Why did Gilmore Girls get so many seasons? Hey, watch your mouth. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Gilmore Girls fans. Okay. Freaks and Geeks. That's the one that I'm just not. We haven't seen it, but... I'm sure you're yelling at us right now. Maybe. Stop yelling at me. James please. Franco is in it. Another person who I'm like. Don't care. <clears throat> I mean. He seems so creepy to I me. I enjoyed the Spider-Man the movies. But like. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was that was on a lot of lists. So apparently people felt like Freaks and Geeks was done dirty and that they should have had more seasons. That's really all we have to say about that. So if you liked it, hey, awesome. <clears throat> if not. Uh, cool. I'll binge one season with you. That's oh. apparently, is there only one? Maybe hey, two. Too soon, Anna. Too soon. This one's yours. Yeah. You do this next one because I don't know anything about this one. Um, I, I put on here Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade. Mm. So Nickelodeon used to be amazing. <laughs> Absolutely I just know amazing. there was lots of green slime on it. So much green slime. Now, don't get me wrong. Nickelodeon's pretty dope these days as well. Every now and again, I'll like, you know, hop on and I'll watch like an NFL game on Nickelodeon. Remember I showed you one of those last season. I was like, look what they do. This is really cool. Oh, yeah. With the kids being (laughs) the commentators and stuff. Yeah, they got the like. That uh, was cool. Touchdown slime cam and all sorts of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What they used to do back in the day, and this is like at the same basic time frame as like Legends of the Hidden Temple and stuff like that. You should watch that Nickelodeon football on Sundays with the kids. It's only one game. Oh, rats. It's only one game. You could probably be like, football's cool, and get them to watch it with um, you if it were like that. Football is cool, and at the time of this recording, I am number two in my fantasy league. I'm crushing it with my players that are doing all the work. Congratulations. Thank you. 
I'm, I hope he's listening. I'm beating Lane. (laughs) And Jordan. And basically all of my other- Jordan doesn't listen to this podcast. Basically all of my other friends that I'm, I'm playing with, except for one. So. No, except for one. He's beating you. I'm beating Dory. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm all over it. Anyway, okay. uh, Dory, for listening, I need you to make some changes on your roster so that um, you win this week because I need you to win. Because <laughs> he's playing the guy that's beating me. And I need him to... Anyway, it's not Nick important. Arcade, <clears throat> though. Like I was saying about Nick yeah. Arcade. Okay. So it's going on at the same time as um, Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is probably the more um, widely known of this kind of show. Olmac, you've got, you know, the. What was it like the the blue iguanas, the silver monkeys or silver snakes and, you know, green monkeys and stuff like this. Anyway, all these teams and uh, they would have to answer questions and then they would go do stuff and they would run through and solve puzzles. With Nick Arcade, it was virtually the same concept. Broad brush. Actual virtual reality. I see what you did there. Um, And what they would do is they would answer video game trivia Mm -hmm. and then they would go and then they would they would play actual arcade games and then whoever had the highest score, you know, would win and then they would move on and all sorts of stuff. It was like really cool. It was this trivia and actual video game playing time and then whoever was the team that that was winning at the very end they would get to go in front of like this green screen and the technology was bonkers i watched a documentary on it probably about a year ago and it was like weatherman technology and so you would actually like meteorologist yes you would climb up different stuff and all sorts of things and you were just climbing on green boxes right and up ladders and stuff but it looks like you but it looked like climbing. you're playing donkey kong yeah it's fantastic it's absolutely <laughs> wonderful they built technology for that so anyway um nick arcade could have gone on for a thousand seasons and it still wouldn't have been enough okay i feel like i got canceled too early <laughs> uh the next one the oa oh man do you this remember what oa one? stands for original angel oh okay is that for real are you making that up yeah that's for real i just I, no, I'm, I'm not making hey listen lady i'm trying to understand because i didn't remember what it was yeah i'm pretty sure it's so the original quick. angel you yeah. said it so quick that i thought you were making it up no okay i'm not you. i'm leaving so i'm gonna google it or this one was weird i loved it you loved it i was weirded I out it. the whole time you know what i want to do i mean oh this has that guy in it too. Get out! Is he in there? Isn't he the bad guy who locks her in the basement? Uh, the weird basement. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's the weird guy. I'll go back and watch it. And he's bad again. He's a bad guy. My superpower is I watch television shows. Um. Yeah. It is to, two seasons. Will you learn the hand motions with me? No All the poses. I'm pretty sure they're not. They're fine. Mm-mm. We can not, time travel. Nope. It's kind of time travel We can nope, uh, slip into it. other dimensions. Phyllis is in it from The Office. Phyllis is in it. You want to hear something weird? That's the whole reason I came here. The right? Office was the first thing that really Phyllis, like TV show that Phyllis was in. Yeah, she was a writer. She was a writer. And then the, she was in The Office. Yeah. I have also I think listened. she was a burlesque dancer. I've also listened to The Office she was a writer. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... But then she ended up being on o- the OA. She's in a couple guess, other things now. And, sh- and she's sadness. 
and she's sadness and inside inside out. out. Yeah, her voice, like, there's just something about her. Like, she's a very specific character. It was, it was a smart move for her to move into that. Um, Yeah. But with with the OA, what a weird movie. I'm sorry, uh, weird TV show. It. I don't even know where to start with it. How would you pitch that? I don't even know. I don't even. I. Like you're you're in a board meeting and you're like, hey, Ted, I got this idea. You got to hear this idea for the show that I yeah, got. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a girl who's blind and it. She's like an angel, kinda. Or the original, yeah, the original. Maybe she is, but like, wait till you figure out how they they get it. It's just I don't even. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen somebody do in public? What are the twelve weirdest things you've ever seen somebody do in public? Those are the moves they make. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. We could not talk about TV shows that got canceled that never should have been canceled. You've been screaming yeah. at whatever you're listening to this mm-hmm. on the entire time. Look, we get it. Ren and Stimpy. Firefly. Oh, Firefly. Firefly. Okay, yeah. Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, Firefly. Oh, man. Firefly was a show ahead of its time. Ah. The world was not ready. Now, you could you could make the um you could make the argument, right? That uh like shows like Star Trek and Star Trek rather, I'm sorry, not Star Trek, Star Trek. I'm not an idiot. I just talk weird sometimes. But it has Nathan Fillion in it. I the, well that's this what I'm saying. But back then, who was Nathan Fillion? Captain Hammer. He was, uh, no, I don't even think he was Captain no, Hammer yet. I know. Because, uh, okay, so did Firefly come out before Castle? Yes, I want to say absolutely it did. I mean, he had to be in something. Well, here's but the anyway, thing, Anyway, he was so good. So, for those, for the, the, the two and a half of you out there that don't know what Firefly is, Firefly was a space western. Yes. That's the loosest way to, to pitch Firefly. Okay. Yeah. The space Western. There's a little bit of Asian culture thrown in. Yeah. And it is so good. It's fantastic. It's witty. It's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it makes it's you think. Touching. Yeah. Like heart. Uh, There's some kind of cool, like, spiritual elements to it. Yep. There's oh, a lot yeah. going it's, it's on. It's really, really great. Like, and one weird, really weird episode. Oh, I yeah. Don't recommend Your dad made me skip that. I need to go back. I feel like I'm an adult now. I should probably go back and watch mm. that episode. Jeez. Anyway, know, so. but it, it's, it's one, of those, one of those shows that, like, it was so popular. It had such a cult following. Still has that cult following. Yes. That it got, it a, got a sequel it got in a the movie, movie yeah. in Serenity. And so Serenity was the first thing that I ever saw from Firefly. Yes. Yeah, I think that's true. And I I know that it's true. That's the first thing I ever saw. For the both of us. For you as well? Yeah. And so, because we didn't watch it when it aired on Fox. We didn't have streaming stuff back then. And we we were broke and we didn't have. We didn't have cable either. Yeah. So so it was one of those deals where like even when Fox had it and they they were running it in real time. They ran some of the episodes out of order and all sorts of like Fox just borked it. Really? Yeah. It, they botched it. And so for sure. they didn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. I think it aired at a weird time and like all sorts of stuff. And so they didn't know what they had 
And then they canceled it and people were mad. Yeah. Uprising, right? And then Serenity comes out and they're like, maybe they're going to revive it. And then they just didn't. Yeah. But I thought Serenity was fantastic. Yeah. Well, and so I need to watch it made me, again. it made me want to go back and watch Firefly, yeah. which I had never seen before. Right. Like we just mm-hmm. mentioned. And so I think that that, it, but anybody, any, anybody who's seen Firefly would, uh, I don't want to say anybody, most people that have seen it, a vast majority of people who have seen it would agree one season, not even close to enough. no. But the problem was that no. after Serenity came out, then the question becomes, do you go back and do pre-Serenity or do you pick up after Serenity? And by that time, a lot of the actors and all that stuff that they had, they had already moved on to other endeavors and further in their career. Some mm-hmm. of them were on other television shows like Castle and stuff like that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so to get them to come back and do Firefly, I think they would have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh man, I don't know. Rest in peace. But that oh, too soon. Are you talking about the show? Yeah. Okay, not the no. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you've seen Firefly, you know what that moment was about. That. So if you are confused, just go watch oh. it. Just go watch it. <laughs> Always too soon. Uh, okay. Uh, but anyway, those are just some of the shows that we thought ended way too soon. Um, but real quick here, I'm going to run through some things that... Oh, you're going to do this? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm just gonna oh, man. Here are some of the things that we think, because I don't want to... I just want people to yell at the commercial break. Um, <laughs> here are some TV shows and movies that we think could have ended sooner. Yeah. Maybe should have ended sooner. Maybe went on a maybe little a, too long. Maybe, a little maybe bit of cancellation. never should have been a TV show in the first place. Maybe. I'm just going to read these off. Not even going to commentate on them. And, <laughs> oh, and I'm, and I'm going to be oh. real with you. We built this list. Yikes. Okay, here we go. Ready? We don't agree about everything. Again, TV shows and or movies that maybe should have been canceled earlier or altogether. Supernatural. Do you want to, you read one and then I read one and then you read one and I read one and they just wonder whose idea it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Heroes. The Matrix. The Office. The Hobbit. Obi-Wan. New Girl. And with an E. Now that you are all sufficiently tilted... We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we are talking about the serious side of cancel culture, how it relates to the church, and maybe a little bit of where Anna and I don't necessarily agree on it right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Chris Shadowin, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. During the fall season, I like to sit down with a cup of hot cider and, and s'more and watch Over the Garden Wall, an enchanting animated miniseries from Cartoon Network, which I will be reviewing today. 
Over the Garden Wall tells the tale of two half-brothers, Wirt, an angsty, unconfident high school student, and Greg, a fearless five-year-old with a penchant for living in the moment. They become lost in the woods and are trying to find their way back home. In the process, they meet a quirky cast of characters to help or hinder them in their quest. I want to be vague on the story because much of the fun is watching it unfold and learn, along with the two brothers, what is happening. The voice cast is top-notch with the talents of Elijah Wood, Christopher Lloyd, and John Cleese, to name a few. The show consists of 10 episodes, around 11 minutes each, so it is possible to watch the whole miniseries like a movie in one setting. Also of note is the magnificent music. The songs throughout serve to add an old, wistful, and at times melancholy feel to the show. You can watch it on HBO Max, and at the time of this recording, the Cartoon Network YouTube channel was live-streaming the whole show. You may have to scrub to find the first episode, The Old Grist Mill, or you could just buy it off Amazon for 10 bucks. If you enjoy the fall, quirky shows, coming-of-age stories, unexpected humor, and a tinge of unease, then this show is for you. There are a few scary elements, so if you're watching with young ones, you may want to watch it first. There's a reason I watch this every year, that friends of mine have outdoor watch parties around a campfire, and others who just texted me this week to make sure that I watched it. This miniseries is something special. It hits all the right notes of funny, scary, and serious in unique ways. The story they are able to weave in an 11-minute episode is astounding and a testament to the quality of the writers. I recommend you watch this every year in October or November. In fact, what are you doing after listening to this? Just go watch the first episode. It's only 11 minutes. I'm Chris Shadowin, and remember, if you don't watch this, then you're a cotton-headed ninny muggins, and that's a rock fact. Hey there, and welcome back to the Church Nerds Podcast. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And today we're talking all about cancel culture. Woohoo! Everybody's favorite thing. I can't wait to read people's emails and have uh, very fun conversations about the list that we left the last segment (laughs) with. Um, Cancel Church Nerds. But what I also, maybe, (laughs) but what I also (laughs) want is I want to hear what do you think got canceled too early and what do you maybe think should have been canceled a little bit sooner? Why did we miss? Just like shows and movies. That's what we're talking about. Okay. In this segment, what we're actually talking about is the deeper and maybe darker side of cancel culture, Mm. the more real, the more nitty gritty stuff. And so... It might get a little heavy. Mm-hmm. Probably will get a little heavy. There's a lot of emotions and angriness involved yeah. in cancel culture. Yeah. On both sides of on it. On both sides. Now, Anna so. and I, yesterday, um, we did. We had a little mock trial um, where we, we got a lot of our words out for each other of <laughs> what we may or may not say here on this podcast. Um, and I will say this, that a lot of, a lot of these conversations are not for this format. They're just not true. A lot of them are to be discussed in situation. They're to be to, they're to be discussed in context. They're to be discussed period. Mm -hmm. Full stop. It's not just to be spoken. What was that Lane 
Lane said something about like tables are for talking or something like that. Tables are for flipping. Yeah. No, but basically a lot of these conversations where you do end up in a deadlock mm-hmm. um, the, on the internet and it's just a mess. Yeah. He's like, this, it's just not the right place. Yeah. It, Go have this conversation at a table with someone. We know this to be true that it is, it's infinitely more difficult to have these conversations face to face with people you love and to be so vehemently against them. It's, I mean, the it's, not, and it's not a comfortable conversation. No. But probably a better outcome of it. Here's to hoping. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But anyway, we're talking, like I said, about cancel culture. Um, so we thought that the easiest way to start off would just be to give a definition yeah. of the word cancel. Why not? From ye old Webster. Uh, Merriam-Webster. Mm-hmm. This is in King James, right? <laughs> it defines cancel culture thusly. Mm-hmm. It's um, the forging of two hot metals. <laughs> the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. So that is the definition for cancel culture. Cancel culture. Culture. Not canceling in Canceling would be like, nobody watch this person's movies. Yeah. Nobody hire this person. Nobody shop at this store. Nobody eat this chicken sandwich. <laughs> I just said those chicken, all, the chicken sandwich. Those are all things. Those right. are all real things. Things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, or don't, you know. It could be insurance companies. It could be like it could. There are so many, so many There's things. Literally no limit um, to it. Currently, we're seeing a lot of like cancel this celebrity. Yeah. You know, this kind of stuff. So big hot button issue. Yep. Like it's everywhere. People are doing it. And then there's a bunch of other people who are like, oh, we live in such a cancel culture. And they get really mad about it um, because America, American culture and the American population is really divided about whether this is a positive thing or whether this is a negative thing. Some people think this is good because this is providing accountability that has been needed for a very long time. It's a social service of sorts. Right. And with the Internet. And this ability for us to all communicate and for things to go viral and for us to like all band together really quickly oh, yeah. about stuff, then we're able to, you know, act on things yep. very quickly in ways that we haven't been able to do it before. And that that's a good thing because sometimes we need, sometimes there are situations where, um, because Stuff hasn't traveled. Information hasn't traveled. There were situations that were allowed to fester for a really, really long time that maybe should have come to light. Maybe people should have been canceled that weren't for a very long time. And it just allowed things to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, I think of uh, defund the police as, you know, one of those more recent ones where I don't know that 
necessarily, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but like, this is just my, my thought and my understanding is I don't know that necessarily what was being said was just absolutely 100% get rid of the police. Right. I think some people meant that. I think some people meant it, but I think other, other people were like, this just needs to be brought to the attention. And if the pain point is funding, um, then maybe we'll, we'll push there a little bit. And so I think that that's where like both sides have something to be said. It's like, Hey, if we would have understood a little bit earlier what we were doing and, you know, the misbehavings of, you know, these rotten police officers in XYZ cases, not across the board, but like if we were to be dealing with this earlier, we wouldn't have the cancel culture right now for defund the police, but that action needing to happen, heavier quotes, right? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but needing to happen so that it gets the attention of the, you know, the police and the authorities that we're not going to put up with it anymore. Like, I think that they're, that's the kind of tension that we're talking about as far as cancel culture right. goes. Like, if we're really worried about being canceled, maybe we'll be a little bit more careful with exactly. our words, with our actions, with our money, with our all of the things. Which is interesting because most brands have a PR person. Mm-hmm. And PR stands for public relations. And that person or that you know body's job is to make sure that whatever the thing is that they're protecting looks good in the eyes of the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's an interesting juxtaposition. Um, it is, it's, it's an interesting uh, sometimes dichotomy that the two live in, but these are the things that we're, so we're framing everything here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying defund the police. Don't defund the police. That was just an example of kind of what the two sides looking from both angles might look like. Right. Well, we, I mean, so there's accountability measures um, where canceling has maybe been needed or appropriate. Sure. Like we've got cases like Harvey Weinstein, we've got Matt Lauer, we've got Bill Cosby, even like <laughs> renaming the Washington Redskins. Yep. Um, those are probably situations that really needed to be handled. Some of them had been needing to be handled for decades. A very long time. Um, and had gone, I don't want to say unnoticed because there were people who noticed it, but they didn't speak up or it just didn't gain the traction or whatever right. it was that, or, you know, gosh, it's really heartbreaking to think of some of the situations and why they didn't come to yeah. light sooner. Um, so there are some ways where it's like, sure, there's an amount of accountability and that accountability is a good thing. Right? Oh, absolutely. Then you have this other side that's like, it gets so extreme sometimes. It gets so mean sometimes. And then sometimes we're walking on eggshells, not saying things that really need to be said because we're afraid of the fallout. Oh, yeah. afraid of afraid of like the lashback that is going to happen. Um, and so then people start to look at it as censorship. Um, and we've seen a lot of that with like, you know, social yeah. media and whether we can post, whether we can't post and then going and finding other outlets where we can post. And then that gets really like crazy. And then you're like, okay, but then the accountability, yeah. like it's a good thing. Uh, it, man, people are, we're not good. 
This not is good. <laughs> this is stuff that is not it's not foreign to us. Like we're we're not necessarily <clears throat> speaking from hypothetical situations on some of these things because mm-hmm. inside of Love Thy Nerd, we've already dealt with mm-hmm. some of these things on varying mm-hmm. at, in varying degrees, sure. right? And so this isn't a thing that just exists outside. Every person has been affected by cancel culture, probably in some way, shape or form. If you were to think about the people that you know, the situations that you've been in, everybody went through um, the the civil uprising that was uh, all of the the election stuff. And yeah, then, the, you know, like hot mess that 2020 was yeah, in general. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the, you know, the George Floyd and like all of the things that went on with that. And this, we were in this, the, the world was in this pressure box because of pandemic and isolation and all of these things that were happening here in and around yeah. all of that. And it just created this, this storm that all we had was the internet, Right. Uh-huh. All we had was activism. All we had was d- trying to do something to make a difference, right, wrong, or indifferent. It was everybody was highly activated in those moments because we couldn't go to work, we couldn't do anything, and it just created these perfect moments, this perfect storm of activism. And I will say that I think a lot of good actually came out of that. I do. I also think a lot of harm came out of that because we didn't have. We weren't properly managing our our feelings. We weren't regulating our emotions very well in those moments. Um, not all of them specifically. Again, I'm painting with very broad brushes, but I think both good and bad things came out of that. Um, well, sure. I mean, you the mental health of the nation went down right. the toilet that year. And people are never at their best, like no. on the internet when they're unwell. Um, so, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, well, so anyway, I mean, you know, we also had, uh, some stuff on here, uh, about you, you were talking about censorship, right? Um, well, just sometimes where it's like, does, does cancel culture go over the line sometimes where, uh, it's like, do we need to be, do we need to full on cancel some of these things in the same way that we canceled, you know, mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein sure. and all of them, um, J.K. Rowling, um, Disney, there's constantly people trying to Mm -hmm. cancel Disney, cancel Netflix, um, or just any political movement, just name one, like throw a rock at a political movement and somebody wants to cancel something like, um, where it's like, uh, do we need to cancel it Mm -hmm. or do we just need to admit that we disagree and then try to find yeah. Some, I don't know. See, that's, that's one of the things. Some that, amount of compromise. It's one of the things that I've been saying for a while now. It's a, it's a drum that I've been beating is that I really feel that we as a society have just completely lost the ability to disagree with one another. And if. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that agree with you on yeah. that. I mean, if, if you think something different, cancel. Right. You know, and we, we cancel people silently all the time. Take them off for Facebook, um, you know, unfollow people, do all sorts of in stuff. In a sense. Drag them on TikTok. Uh, well, I mean, in a sense, um, 
like everybody does that even outside of of social media it's just it's like mm, i have no respect for you and so i'm not going to listen to you yeah. like <laughs> canceled in our mind in yeah. a sense um it's just that now it's like we want to do it and we want everybody to do it with us and we want to make this big like mm-hmm. <laughs> stink about it but that's what we're seeing a lot of oh absolutely um so it's uh, i don't know different so i mean that's that's just kind of the over overarching like view of cancel culture and ann and i were like man how what, how do we land how do we how do we bring hope how do we do that stuff and i was like i don't think our job here on this podcast is to answer the questions. I don't think that that's it. Uh, yeah, I was like, I have a new catchy uh, slogan for church nerds, which is like the podcast that leaves you with more questions than you came in with. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no answers, just questions all the time. But one thing, uh, this this was actually the idea that kicked off this entire episode, mm-hmm. was that, man, Christians are so dang good at cancel culture. Like, I think the exact thing that you said to me was like, Christians basically like made Christian or made cancel culture. Yeah, like for, we, we've been doing it since way before. For lack of a better term, the people of God are, we were the pioneers of cancel culture. Yeah. And what's, what's really interesting was that as we started to do a little bit more um, you know, digging and research and thinking and, and talking about it was like the, the question came up was, did God create cancel culture? Heavy question mark, <laughs> underline, awkward pause, dot, dot, dot. Like, am I even allowed to ask? This Are we question? allowed to ask that question? Uh-huh. Um, and I think that uh, the answer is, yeah, we're, we're allowed to ask that question. Like it's, this is how we go on a path of discovery is by asking questions. Now, this isn't a, you know, we're not hip because we're deconstructing our faith and doing all this stuff and, and whatever, you know, like that. We're, we're not doing that to be cool. It's like sometimes you get to these moments in our spiritual walk. And if you're not a Christian, please enjoy the peek behind the curtain. Anna and I are. We've, we've been Christians um, for the better part of our life. Anna's been a Christian for far longer than I have because she's better than me or whatever. And you are better than me. So don't look at the camera like that. Cause you know, it's true. That's one of those gym looks. Yeah. Um, but what we've, what we've come to understand is that when we come to these moments, if we just skirt them, then they never come to any resolution. And sure. it's just this weird pit of doubt that can grow into anything. Mm-hmm. And so we like to kind of follow the rabbit down the hole. Um, sometimes it leads to good spots. Sometimes it leads to really awkward spots. Um, but I think that's, um, where we kind of landed on this as far as like a conceptual idea. Well, because, so let me just explain why we we even talked about that question was like, in a sense, you know, God told his people like you're a strange people. Um, there was, there were rules about intermarriage. There was the death penalty and mm-hmm. like moral absolutes mm-hmm. out the wazoo where it's like, this is right. And this is wrong. And if like somebody does this wrong thing, it is not to be tolerated. Yep. Like 
you're done at all. You are done. Yeah. Um, and it's, and so yeah, that's the, so then you have this whole group of people that's like, and we're done with you and we're done with you yeah, and I mean, we're better than you and le- we're better than you. Legitimately than speaking, you. is there anything more canceled culturally than a culture that cancels anybody that doesn't follow their rules? Uh huh. I don't think so. But again, one of the things that we were talking about was we had this idea of cancel culture in 2022. Okay. That if you're listening to this much later or in space or whenever it is like this, this is what's going on right now in our world. Um, we are, what we're not trying to do is to take all of scripture and bend it around this principle of cancel culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, a, it's a general question. Is that cancel culture? I think if you held them up to each other one-to-one, the answer is, yeah, kind of, actually. And those things were instituted by God. But here's the thing. This is the kicker. Everybody, pay attention here, all right? It's not going to help you answer any questions, but this is just an interesting kicker, is that God deals in nuance more than his people ever could have imagined to do Uh so. Right. So as we were talking about this, it was, there were the, you know, all the commandments that God gave in the old Testament, all of the things that were happening, even in the, like throughout the, the old Testament into the new Testament where people were still living because we get to read the new Testament. They didn't get to read the new Testament. Mm -hmm. They were living it as it was being created. And so still they were living in an old Testament kind of mindset and law. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus comes, changes a lot of things, says a lot of really, you know, crazy off the wall things for, you know, people who are living in the old covenant. Right. Mm -hmm. But even if you go back and look, we were talking about things like, um, like simple things like lying. I would say simple. Right. And we brought up Corey Tinboom and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, lying about, are you hiding, you know, are you hiding Jews? Stuff like that, right? At the end of the day, she lied, right? Some would say that's that's pretty cut and dry. Other people go, oh, well, you know, she lied because this, this, this. And I'm like, well, yeah, but if we were to read things straight up and down, that's that's bad. That's sin. Do we think that God, when she gets to heaven, is going to go, oh, hey, no, that's, that's, don't, you know, you're fine. Don't worry about it. The question comes into the question comes into things where it's like, "Hey, um, I see your story about Corey Tinboom, and I raise you Rahab, mm. where she absolutely one hundred percent did lie, and oh. God worked in and through um, that. She was a liar and a prostitute. She was a lot of things, and um, you know." was the only family that mm-hmm. made it out of Jericho. I mean, um, and yeah, I, it, there's, wait, a, there's what story of Jacob. Okay. Okay. So here's another one. This one, I actually just got done writing a thing for our church about this story of Jacob. Okay. Jacob deceives his brother, deceives his dad, gets blessed, he swindled his brother. I don't know if you deceived him. Definitely swindled. Yikes. 
you can split the hair as fine as you would like it. Okay. Things were not going, things were not above board in either direction. All right. (laughs) Then goes and, you know, asks God to continue to bless him after he's already carrying the blessing of Abraham, his grandpa and Isaac. And, you know, now he's, he's moved on, right? Like it's getting all this stuff already. Then this is the, this is the famous story of, um, you know, Jacob wrestling with, with the man. Right. And so what's going on is he wrestles and he says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And then God does, God blesses him after all this stuff, all the wrong that he's done and changes his name from Jacob to Israel. And that is the Israel that we know the nation and all of the things that God's promise ended up being fulfilled in. And so when we think about God working in the nuance that things aren't as cut and dry, you fast forward to the New Testament where people are like, you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And Jesus is like, well, actually, um, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so like, there, there are these ideas where Jesus says, you've heard it said, but I now, t- I now say to you, and then we come to, this is the crux for me, is the thief on the cross. I heard a, uh, a TikTok thing the other day where a pastor was saying, um, you know, thinking about all this stuff going on, uh, the thief gets to heaven and somebody asks him, hey, do you know all of these doctrines? You know, all of these things. Have you, have you accepted all of this stuff? Have you done all this stuff? He goes, no, I'm here. Because the guy in the middle said I could be here. And so it's just all of that taken into the mix. We have all these black and whites, these absolutes that we deal with on a daily basis because those are easy for us. But we find, I find that God works in the nuance more often than he doesn't. I will have mercy on those whom I have mercy. I'll have compassion on those whom I have compassion my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Like all of these things that God says, it's just really interesting. And so in the midst of all of that, we find ourselves with this question that we ask, that we just kind of have to leave floating out into the ethos. Um, and it's how should we as Christians approach cancel culture? Well, I think... Um, going back to that original question of like, did God create cancel culture just for a second? Cause I think that that helps us try to figure out how we should, um, approach it is we were like, no, God didn't create the cancel cancel culture. Did God cancel some things? Yes. yes. Canceling. Yes. But the culture, there's this whole like mob mentality yeah. behind cancel culture. That is where we kind of end up yeah. going wrong, where we, we don't, we aren't even really asking the Lord about it. A lot of times it's just like, there's a bandwagon and we, <laughs> and we want to jump on it because that's part of like the human psyche oh, is yeah. that when a whole bunch of people are doing a thing, we want to conform. Want to it, yeah. We want to conform to that thing. Even if it is like below us intellectually yeah. and we're like looking around at people <laughs> like is two plus two equals 
three? <laughs> yeah, everybody says it, so it must be true. Okay. Yeah. Three it is. Um, there's lots of studies done yeah. about that, and it's fascinating that we do that on a ma- a mass like scale. Um, and when we get into this mob mentality, and it does start turning super. It, it does get soured. Yeah. Um, it goes beyond sometimes just accountability into all these other things. And I don't think any of that is of, is of God. And I don't think that when God, you know, addresses sin and stuff, it's not like about this big, huge public shame fest. And, no. um, I don't think, I don't think that God is the author of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that we need to keep to be careful about what we do and don't, you know, the bandwagons that we're jumping on and, and how we are behaving ourselves once we're there Yeah. as well. We need to be going for righteousness wherever we are. Right. And we don't need to be turning a blind eye to sin necessarily. You know, like that's not what we're asking anybody to do. And that obviously God doesn't ask us to do that either. But I think also that just, you know, like sometimes it, it, it goes, it goes a little, a little far. Yep. I think sometimes we need to listen. Even I think sometimes we need to admit that we disagree. You know, we, we talked about book burnings and all yeah, you know when we were talking last night sure cds about how we were kind of encouraged as kids like when there are these certain dangerous viewpoints and if you hear them you got to shut it down um and i still we were talking about it and i sometimes still have those tendencies where i i don't know if it's just fear yeah or what it is but i'm like i need to be I need to be careful. I need to be safe. I need to guard these certain things. And so isolate and push away and all, you know, these different things. I think that the, where kind of where it came down for me was God laid out a lot of law, like a lot of it stuff, like a lot of law do's and don'ts. Okay. That was kind of his deal for a while there. To create sanctification and holiness and purity and all sorts of stuff for his people. What I think has happened and has carried on is that we just took that and ran with it and stamped it and that's it. We don't, it's, it's almost like, like when somebody tells you to do something and they get kind of almost done with telling you how to do it and you're like, yeah, 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 I, I got it, I got it. And then you just walk away and you take the information that you've, you've, you have up until that point and you take no new information after mm-hmm. that. And that is kind of what it has so felt have like. like three quarters of the theory. Oh, you have so much of it, but not all of it. And I think that when, when Jesus came back, that's when he was, or when Jesus came, that's when he was like, hey, almost so close, so mm-hmm. close. Here's the rest of it. When he says, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, like there's missing pieces that you don't have, but everybody right now thinks that they have all of it. And I'm telling you that you don't. And this is the missing piece. And the missing piece was love and care and understanding and relationships and those kinds of things. Like it was, it's all the touchy feely stuff, right? 
That was the, the missing piece that Jesus brought. Those that took the time to sit with him and to understand and to realize it was more than just power to be sought after, um, but that there was true mystery to be unlocked. I feel like those are the people that, that get it, that can move forward, that can understand things. And so, again, we don't have the answers. We just don't. Um, but we do have the question, how should we as Christians approach canceling and cancel culture? Because we've already said, we do think that there are times where we need to call a spade a spade, stag, you know, put, our, put our foot down and say this thing is wrong, mm-hmm. and take action against people that do that thing unencumbered. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the times where it's like, hey, do we just disagree on something? Yeah. Is, this, is this a reason for you to be blacklisted or anything like that? And are we doing our research? I think that's the biggest thing. Are you, are you doing any kind of research at all? So we don't, we're already over time. We don't have, and we didn't scratch the stinking surface of this thing, but think about those things. That, that, that's, that's our challenge and our encouragement to you, dear listener and or viewer, if you're watching on YouTube, think about how you as a Christian, or even not, if you're not a Christian, how do you deal with cancel culture? you have a personal axe to grind or are you actually trying to push goodness forward in the world? So I don't know. What a great question, Anna. We will uh, (laughs) check back in on that. Hey, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we've got a church nerds memory verse and also a nerdy recommendation. You'll never guess what it is right here on the church nerds podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I've been playing Gotham Knights, and I haven't had a ton of time lately, but I've been put a good amount of time into it, and I'm really happy to be playing it. Jason Todd, Red Hood, is one of my favorite characters, and I've not even played with any of the other characters in the game, because I don't care. I'm just happy to have a Red Hood game, and, you know... Just having, having fun, pistol whipping, just random people, and saving the world, you know. And I am also not much of an online multiplayer co-op online person. For me, very often, games are a retreat, not a connection. And I just want to have a brief moment where I can just dive into a world and not have to worry about facilitating anything else so i'm in the middle of playing and uh i'm in a pretty heated situation a little bit outgunned and outmanned and uh all of a sudden um somebody as nightwing joined my game and just started helping me fight i didn't ask this person to do it um didn't make a request didn't shoot up the bat signal but one of my Xbox friends was also playing at the same time and they just jumped in my game. And honestly, I was really appreciative of it because I was struggling a bit and I needed some help. And lo and behold, somebody showed up when I needed them. Now, I don't know if I would have ever asked for help, but they showed up when I needed it and it was nice. 
And it reminded me of this verse in Proverbs 17, 17, that says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And the reality is, a friend cares even when you're not asking for help. A friend cares even when you're not requesting assistance. And that phrase that a brother is born for a time of adversity means they show up when you're in trouble, even when you're not asking for it. And I'm grateful for people that show up even when I'm too stubborn to ask for help. And maybe we should all be a little bit more like that, that we show up for people even when they don't ask. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Tiger Uppercut! Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and yep, it's uh, Santa versus Krampus. The... How does Vanna White do her hands? I can't do it. I don't know. Oh, that's almost, that's so close. I'll ask her next time I see her. But it's too far away from my mic. I can't do it. This is Dice Throne, and I say this is because I'm touching it. If you're watching us on YouTube, lovethynerd.com slash YouTube, this is Dice Thrones. Brand new standalone expansion. It's a two-character set. Santa versus Krampus. Okay. Story time. I can't wait. I give you a lot of grief okay. when you bring home games or when they come in the mail. Only 100% of the and time. And I do mean a lot. Yeah. I mean a lot of it. You opened this up and I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> I don't know why. I guess because even though I didn't grow up in a Santa Claus home, um, true. there's still something about him that's like, oh, Santa. Santa's here. And there he was on a dice throne box. And I was like, wait, no. what? So it piqued my interest for sure. Also, I love dice throne. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like we we all in our family love dice stone who are old enough to play it family favorite um, like not, no cap <laughs> and just... then like you also got these hand painted minis I that did. i was like wait i did what those are not painted minis which i i know that some people just have lots of painted minis i guess i don't know i said to you who did these like how are these done? And you're like, those are hand painted. I oh, was like, how much did you pay for these? And you said, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> I no. was like, probably not. Like, I didn't because get a commission. We have tried to paint minis. I painted one mini. It did not go well, people. Ours looked terrible. Uh, they one came out all right. No. No, neither I of them came out. Neither? Did you paint one? I tried it. What did you paint? I can't remember. It's in that box still. It's in, um, We tried to paint minifigs from um, Stuffed Fables. Stuffed fables. Yeah. That's they, not our jam. 
Mm-mm. That's not for us. We were bad. We should have taken that course from Valvo. Right? Oh yeah. It wasn't a course. Yeah. But whatever the thing yeah. was, I don't have a steady enough hand. I, I don't, don't understand how anybody does. I don't have the patience for it. I anyway. Anyway, but, what do you want to say about it? I just well, said a bunch of things. It's it's so good. If you don't know what Dice Throne is, uh, we always talk about it being Battle Yahtzee. And our friends we don't, you that do. created Dice Throne really love it when we call it Battle Yahtzee. It's basically their When favorite. you call it that. Not just you and I. Oh. I'm a part of a larger organization called Love Thine. Oh, I've never heard of it. We talk about Dice Throne pretty often. Oh. And so, um, but... It basically is battle Yahtzee. It's like this combination of a Yahtzee style dice roller and Magic the Gathering and... Battleship. Uh, nope. Oh. Battleship? <laughs> battle Yahtzee. That's you played... No, but, like, but when you battle just somebody... being silly. It's late. It's very late. It's very <laughs> late for her. Um, but anyway, um, this is the latest in a line of things that they've created. Um, they did. They came out with some Marvel stuff, it's fantastic. which I'm excited for them about it mm-hmm. because that's a big deal. It's. I'm not excited for me because I will say this every episode until I'm tired of saying it. I don't care about Marvel. I did finish. <gasps> I finished a Marvel series thing, a Marvel uh-huh. show by myself without you. Okay. Wow. Which we will end up talking about. But big day for the both of us. Okay. Anyway, Marvel Dice Throne. Mm-hmm. Big deal for Dice Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like 30 times more excited about this though. Yeah. So what's really cool is that I think it was last year, maybe the year before, what even is time anymore? <laughs> Doesn't matter. They released Santa Claus as just a skin for the Barbarian, which was one of the season one. As he does, he does look like real Barbarian. barbarian And you could like like this. This Santa is. I think it might have been like an April Fool's thing. I don't remember exactly, but Uh, like. But then, then they were like, "Oh, well, actually, you know, Manny Tremblay was like, here, here's the printout. You could print it out, and if you wanted to." And then they made like when they did it this is a full character like it yeah. does it doesn't yeah. play like yeah. the barbarian so all his dice thing. and his rules and everything and then you've got krampus which if you don't, <laughs> if you don't know anything about krampus it's ask you, caleb yeah he'll tell you krampus is basically um like dirty santa um he's the opposite of santa he's very grinchy you know yeah grinchy you know yeah. well maybe darker than the grinch way darker really. way darker than i the didn't grinch. know a lot of this stuff um, all of a sudden when we were talking, you were like, do you even know who Krampus is, Caleb? Cause he was acting knowledgeable. I don't know, I don't know if he did or not. And he's like, oh yeah, he's, and oh, then told us all this he launched, stuff. He launched into this explanation about Krampus that he got from Henry Danger. Some of it was right. Some of it was right because it has to be based off of something. I didn't know any of it. I didn't know any of it. And I was like, oh, all I know about Krampus is Dwight Schrute stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Belschnickel. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's really fun. If you're into Dice Throne, this is a good one to pick up. Um, I don't know if it's readily available yet, but if you go to DiceThrone.com, you can get all the information about it and all of the other things that Dice Throne has. We're actually using Dice Throne playmats. Oh, right yes, now. we Did you are. Know that? <laughs> mm-hmm. They can I have them. so many of them in this house. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of cool stuff with Dice Throne. It is one of our, like, LTN loves 
dice thrown. That's just, we bleed dice thrown most of the time. And so do us a favor, head on over to dicethrown.com. And if you ever get a chance to see them at any kind of convention, just tell them that you heard about it at LTN. We don't get any kind of a kickback. We, there's no affiliate program or anything, but we want our friends to know that we're talking about their product because it's so cool. It's a good one. you should have it. And how cool is that for the holidays, right? Yeah. Absolutely cool. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Anna, you got a church nerds verse for us? I do. Um, do you want to read it? It's <laughs> <laughs> Galatians 1.10. I love this one. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Galatians 1.10. Obviously. Obviously. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> Obviously. Hey, we really wanted to share that verse because we thought that it highlighted a very important thing, which is like a lot of times people are bullied into doing things on either side. Um, and if we think more along the lines of what it is that God wants us to do and not necessarily what other people want us to do, it's probably going to help a lot in us moving forward in a on a good path. So who knew it? The Bible said Bible. some, yeah. said something that we should, we should live by. And Hey, you're only going to know the things that God wants you to do and not the things that people want you to do. If you spend time with him, read his word, pray, hang out with his people, all sorts of good stuff. It's relationship. Shocker. Hey, um, I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode. We are Audi, Audi 5,000. We're going to get out of here. 83 episodes. 83. Hey, if there was something in this or the other previous 82 episodes that we just didn't talk about that you want to talk about, let's have that conversation. Lovethynerd.com slash producer. There's a form there that you can go and fill out, and we would love to talk to you more about the things that you want to talk about. Um, We will have a conversation. We'll give you credit. We'll do all sorts of stuff. We're going to continue to come up with things to talk about. But we want you to speak into it so that we make sure we're talking about the stuff that you like, that you're interested in, and not just the things that that we want to talk about. Because we get to talk to each other often. Sometimes. Multiple times a week. (laughs) Sometimes not as in-depth as we do here, though. Yeah, well, I mean. So. Hey, that reminds me. We're coming up on a break. Oh. I think uh, we have this and two Hmm. more episodes. Okay. Yeah. Next week's going to be an adventure to find our recording time. An adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, whew, man, the week of, uh, what's it called? Thanksgiving. That's going to be fun. The holiday. Too. Yeah. An American holiday. That's going to be fun. Trying to find <laughs> times. But hey, anyway, um, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to go on over to lovethynerd.com. Check out all the cool stuff that we have there. We are doing our best to um, just equip you um, and empower you and encourage you to do well by loving and serving your nerdy neighbors. And so if there is not something um, that you would like for us to be covering um, that's already on the website, like if it doesn't exist yet, let us know. Send me an email, bubba at lovethynerd.com. We'll do our best to get something on, or maybe you're the one that can write it for us and you'll fill a need that we have. You can also check us out on all the social medias, well, all the major ones anyway, at Love Thy Nerd on um, all of those platforms. And if you try it and we're not there, sorry. We're not really keeping up with our MySpace these days anymore. MySpace? Yeah. 
Yeah. You remember MySpace from before? Mm, no. Anyway, hey, also be sure to check out, like I said, LTN Radio at LTNOnAir.com or on the Live 365 app and just search for LTN Radio. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Jesus loves you, nerds.